pro football jokes. Make it uncomfortable. Welcome to another edition of the Pro Football Jokes podcast. Uh, we're entering the holiday time, uh, ready to uh, enjoy some football. There's uh, going to be some Saturday football along with Thursday night football uh, this week. I mean, it's a, it's just a great time all around. Um, but, I mean, I think we all know, like, the biggest news in the NFL right now is, you know, uh, coming out with a, with a new big movie. Uh, it's been on all the advertised by an NFL legend, the Sean Payton movie. Uh, starring Kevin James as Sean Payton. Uh, Pep, how do you feel about this? This is just an awesome movie for a stand-up guy. He loses his job for a year after putting bounties on players, so he's forced to spend time with his loser son and Taylor Lautner. Coming this January, take all my money right now. Kreeb, uh, you uh, feel the same? Uh, I don't know if it's going to be as good as the Kurt Warner movie, but you know, we'll have to compare the two. Zachary Levi as Kurt Warner is uh is something else. But I mean, does that have a Rob Snyder cameo? It, it so, does uh, not. <laughs> it does not. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it doesn't. At, At least, least yeah, I, I hope it doesn't. We don't know for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would guess not. My first reaction was, why isn't Taysom Hill playing every single character in the movie, including himself? That, that is a good point. I mean, I think he could do it. They couldn't afford him. <laughs> uh, he is. He he does have a business. He's a hybrid producer, director, <laughs> actor. And they couldn't figure out the contract. <laughs> All right. Well, um, uh, you know, in addition to uh, you know Hollywood, there's some actual uh, uh, games that went on this past week. Um, you know, we can start talk about those a little bit. Um, so uh, why, why don't we start with that Thursday night matchup, the Steelers at the Vikings. Uh, looked like the Vikings were going to run away with this one, but of course they're the Vikings, so they did not. It's the Vikings, and it takes a pad from Dalvin Cook rushing for 200 yards and Kirk to throw really well, minus two interceptions, <laughs> for them to get a seven-point you know, game-winning difference there. Classic Vikings, but... <laughs> Dalvin Cook just does not care. It's it it's almost like he plays better with the sling on his shoulder. Yeah, definitely wasn't the uh, the best Kirk Cousins game. I mean, he he made some nice throws. I thought I thought the it seemed like he kind of finished off the game with that deep strike to KJ Osborne. I thought that was pretty clutch. Um, but then of course, Steelers still ended up getting a chance at the end. Uh, so it it was sort of weird, um, but. Uh, yeah, I, I thought the Vikings were clearly the better team in this one. Uh, and, you know, they ended up covering the spread, so that's what counts. <laughs> I'm sure that's what they were thinking when they were up 29 to nothing. Oh, man, yeah. let's just make sure we cover the spread. <laughs> well, they did. It's a good job. Yeah, it's also a good joke about Chase Claypool. But <laughs> the, uh, it's... It's just funny how he tried to blame the offensive lineman too, not himself for celebrating. <laughs> yeah, he's like the offensive lineman knocked it like he he, he got mad at the, yeah. at the play. And like it's like just, what what are you doing? Everybody was like waiting, was at the line waiting for him, and then no self awareness. The offensive lineman saw him do that, so he ended up like sprinting over to take the ball. Um, 
And I, I remember I was watching on the couch with my roommates, and my roommate just immediately gets up and like starts yelling at Chase Claypool. Like, uh, what are you doing? Man. You complete piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you love to see it. Such a self-centered attitude like that belongs on the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> That's what that place stands for. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, that's uh, another place where things are not going well at all. Um, so Urban Meyer, um, you know, there's been quite a few things coming out about him that are um, <laughs> not, not the greatest storylines. Um, particularly, there was, you know, past before prior last week, um, you know, we, we didn't get to talk about how there was the report about him being in the meet, staff meeting where he told all his coaches that he was a winner and they were losers and uh, made them defend their resumes. Um, and then this week it came out that he kicked his kicker. Uh, I guess there's a little bit of irony in that. And, uh, well, uh, you know, Josh Lambeau wasn't, wasn't too pleased with that. So um, what, what do you guys make of this whole Urban Meyer thing? Do you think um, this might not be working out? Uh, it might not be working out. <laughs> it might not be. The, the, all of these are very damning, but the one that stands out to me the most is him telling the coaches to defend their resumes. Like, hey, asshole, reality check. You hired these people on your staff. <laughs> Did you forget what they've done? That one's just hilarious to me. Uh, him kicking Josh Lambeau. Can you make these things up? Is it possible to make things like this up? The Ohio incident, like, it's crazy that that's like in the past now and all this stuff is yeah. coming to the front this team i feel so bad for these players right now because like this is their job now you're in this miserable situation at your job i guarantee none of these people want to come into work for this guy <laughs> and go to battle for this guy like this is going to be a repeat of week one against the houston texans just absolutely getting blown out by whoever's starting, Davis Mills or Tyrod Taylor, it doesn't matter. This team has no morale going for him right now. I feel really bad for him. Urban Meyer, after his loss to the Titans, looked so miserable. Just hilarious. so incredibly miserable. Couldn't even look Mike Vrabel in the eye. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah, I, I it's uh I feel like all the players on the Jaguars have like negative respect for uh Urban Meyer yeah. at this point. Dude, the, the guy that's getting the worst of this right now is James Robinson. Four carries for six yards. Well, hey, but he fumbled yeah, once. I mean, can't tolerate that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it might, it might still be a better game than Trevor Lawrence had. I mean, zero touchdown, <laughs> four picks. So. Well, it's, because, it's like uh, I was talking about before the podcast. It's <laughs> probably because this fucking asshole has brought in Tavon Austin and Carlos Hyde, <laughs> two people who have no business being on active rosters. He's like, oh, well, I coached him in college. They were good there. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's it's a tough, tough scene there. Like, nobody had a good game uh, on the Jaguars, especially on offense. I mean, the, the offense is, is so hard to watch. It's, it's and, and Urban Meyer's an offensive coach, so. Uh, yeah. I am curious just the true feelings of Trevor Lawrence because, you know, they, like they made such a big deal about how he never really lost. Like he didn't lose in high school. He didn't lose in college. And now Urban Meyer is taking him to what, like two and 10 and just 
probably not being helpful at all? Yeah, uh, pro- probably not. I, I think it's definitely not the ideal landing spot for Trevor Lawrence. So hopefully next year when uh, I think there might be a new coach there, uh, he'll uh, have a little bit more success. I'm curious if Urban would have had the gall to like kick any other position like <laughs> if he had kicked like a defensive lineman <laughs> it's just i imagine he would get the shit beat out of him if he tried that with anyone besides like the kicker that that would honestly be hilarious if he like <laughs> to like josh allen and just, he just like completely just beat the shit out of Meyer. <laughs> that would be a storyline now <laughs> Uh, goodness. What an asshole. This is why I'm so like, I'm so weary when a team just goes all in on a guy from college who was successful in college. Like, yeah, maybe you're going to get like a rare, like win with Cliff Kingsbury kind of higher like that. But you bring in these freaking douches <laughs> like <laughs> Urban Meyer. Uh, you know, Matt Rule's not a douche. I don't think Matt Rule's a douche, but he's just... You know, you're seeing how that's playing out in Carolina. This, I, I just, I was going to save this for an overreaction, but, you know, whatever. You see that douche in LSU, Brian Kelly, like, can we please stop letting guys like that get NFL jobs? Like, not saying Brian Kelly's going to go, but, like, we've seen this kind of scenario happen before, and we just got to stop. Unfortunately, with the rumors of the Chicago Bears looking at, what's his name, Ryan Day from Ohio State, I think we might... Might still be in for a couple of oh, some rough ones. Although he doesn't seem as big of a douche as Urban Meyer. Although he did coach under <laughs> Urban Meyer, so who knows? Yeah, yeah, it's that Ohio State tree. Um, I was also going to speculate on the Tebow curse. You know, just Tim Tebow getting that chance there. This, this thing was bound for failure. It all started out weird. Like they brought in Tebow for like really he had no shot of actually making the roster he took so long to actually declare trevor lawrence the starter like he kept giving reps to gardner menchu instead of trevor lawrence when (laughs) everybody knew trevor lawrence is gonna be the starter it's like why are you doing this man just don't get it just don't get that guy definitely like (laughs) just a terrible situation for the jaguars (laughs) i don't know how they do anything this season positive if trevor lawrence can just make any progress um yeah just look decent trevor (laughs) yeah that's that's really that's really all they can do for their fans at this point and you know get another high draft pick i'm sure that'll work out for him (laughs) it's been so helpful for their (laughs) franchise so um all right well um let's talk about some more uh positive teams here um Reeb, your Bengals had a pretty uh, intense <laughs> overtime game. Um, I don't know about positives there, but well, it, you know, it, they, they, you know, they're at least winning some games. Uh, not, not this week, but not, they were yeah. close. They, they had a chance here. Uh, you know, yeah. had a lead in overtime, so that's that's got to feel good. I just, I mean, I knew as soon as they went for the field goals, like I texted, like I texted y'all. I've never seen it happen where a team kicks the field goal and then wins getting like a turnover on downs on defense. I've just never seen that. And I don't understand why after Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase got you back into the game, 
why once you get to like the San Francisco 26, you just try two runs with a Joe Mixon who's been out all week with like a cold. Obviously, he's not 100%. Joe Burrow's been dealing. Why the hell did you run two straight times to get in like third and manageable when Joe Burrow could have just won you the game in those past two plays? I don't I don't understand why you take the ball out of Joe Burrow's hands. Everybody knows he's the franchise. He's what he's who everybody is like rallying around and then you just give it to Joe Mixon. I don't get it. Why did it like the whole game he was being conservative and it it's just such an odd change from the beginning of the year when like he went for it on fourth down at our own 30 against Minnesota. I just don't understand yeah. the change in in logic there. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I feel like Joe Burrow showed like a lot in this game. I mean, I think Joe Burrow played pretty well all year and, you know, Jamar Chase obviously had the early bad drop, but uh, he, he comes back and scores two touchdowns. Looks like, looks you know as good as he has and you know t higgins is playing really well now too and it, it seems like the offense was the passing game especially was really clicking and i feel like you got to be aggressive especially in that spot spot in overtime um even even if you think your defense can get a stop i mean you gotta try to try to be try to get that touchdown and also i don't understand our corners were hurt like Ouzier re-injured his foot, so he was out. Eli Apple twisted his ankle. He had a bad ankle. So, like, we're playing Trey Flowers, Vernon Hargreaves, and Mike Hilton. You got to imagine you're probably not stopping the 49ers. So, like, just end it. Don't even give them a chance. Yeah. I mean, you got to take advantage when you you get the ball first in overtime. Yeah. That's the spot you want to be in. You got to take advantage of that. That was it was just frustrating. It was frustrating watching Darius uh, Phillips it? fumble two punts. And <laughs> it was frustrating watching the 49ers and George Kittle just yeah. obliterate <laughs> Bengals linebackers. It was all just frustrating because after the game all I kept hearing was the sports media being like, "Oh man, if the Bengals had won, their play like their chances of reaching the playoffs would have been like 50% or whatever, and now it's like 14%. I was like, all right, that's great. <laughs> Feels great that we could have been atop the AFC North, and instead we're all the way down at the nine seed. Just frustrating. Two frustrating games in a row. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like uh, <laughs> there were a lot of games where like teams got off the big leads and then another team caught up, and then... Uh, yeah. <laughs> but then they ended up it winning. was it was a weird week of like failed comebacks. Yep, and uh, another big one that happened: uh, the Bucks and Bills. Um, you know, probably the biggest matchup of well, I mean, at least the biggest matchup of Sunday, because um, uh, I think the Bills are still one of the the top contenders in the AFC, even though they're on a bit of a losing streak here. Um, and the Bucks are obviously the defending champs; they're looking as good as ever. Um, looked like they were just going to come out and stomp the Bills, but then the Bills showed a little fight, got it to overtime, but uh, you know, couldn't couldn't stop Tom Brady in overtime. It was a scrappy game. I was surprised at how many like little skirmishes broke out. 
Yeah, Tom Brady was getting it into I know, it's ridiculous. Also, I don't know I don't know if it's been pointed out. The way Tom Brady slides, I feel like he's gonna like break someone's kneecap. <laughs> he slides with his slide. foot so high up. <laughs> it's strategic. I guess so, but I'm just waiting for a defensive player to be like, all right, Tom Brady is sliding cleat first into my knee. I'm just going to like lay into this motherfucker. Uh, yeah, I think that that's this is why he, he encourages them not to, you know, get anywhere near him. I just kind of I do wonder like if that call. if that goes through a defensive player's mind like, "Oh man, I have a chance to hit Tom Brady. Who cares if I get a 15-yard flag?" <laughs> I honestly feel like it's the opposite that they're like, you know, hey, I know if I breathe on this guy, I'm gonna get a 15 yard yeah. flight. So I'm just gonna <laughs> half, just like half do it, you know, just lean at him. And he'll I just imagine it. how much hate and just infamy a player would get if Tom Brady is on one of those scrambles and slides, and some dude just like goes helmet to helmet and knocks him out, like <laughs> that one Teddy Bridgewater hit, just like knocks him out of the game. Uh, that would be just a shit storm. Yeah, Gronk would probably just like murder yeah. him. <laughs> Do you guys know what I learned from this game? What? Sean McDermott and Brian Dayball listened to this podcast. <laughs> because in the first half of this game, running backs got zero rushing attempts. Just about. I've been begging the Bills for weeks to just run the ball. Run the freaking ball. Yeah. But instead, they do it like five quarterback designed runs in the first half. Now, it's not even just we hate Zach Moss. It's we hate Matt Breida, Zach Moss, and Devin Singletary. They have no business being on this team. So we're just going to run the ball with Josh Allen now, sprain his ankle a little bit, just a quick sprain. And you know why? You know why they're able to come back? Because they left so much time on the clock by just passing it that the game went on till 8 p.m. Eastern. It started at 4.25 p.m. Like, Red Zone was about to be like, all right, guys, like, we seriously can't do this anymore. Like, we can't broadcast, so, like, please switch over. That's how long this game went on. It's just like the Bills, man, just won't run the football. They just won't run the football. Now they're seven and six. It got them back into this game, and Josh. <laughs> I know, man, but it's it's the principle. Uh, I mean, it's they were doing this to troll this podcast. <laughs> they were doing that specifically to troll and, me. And Josh I'm Allen convinced. had over 100 yards rushing, 12 carries, 109, and a touchdown. So, and he left the game in a he's, walking boot. He's their he's their best running. He back. left that stadium in a walking boot. I feel like Brian Dable maybe just like read a PFF article of like is running actually necessary in the NFL? And they're like, <laughs> let's try it out. Let's see if we can just pass it. I mean, I yeah, I I think they would. You know, it'd be better if they had guys that they really trusted to run the ball. Um, hey. Hey, this is a week after Steve Levy said that Matt Breida was a star player to watch out for. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised they're not listening more to Steve Levy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> now this hole's got me like one point. Yeah, but I, I it, it made me feel better about the Bills overall. I mean, the fact that they were able to to come back here um, and and compete with the Bucks, and you know, they they lost basically because of the coin toss. Um, you know, I feel like if they had gotten the ball first in overtime, they, they might have won. Um, but 
uh, Brashad Perriman was just too good. And, you know, too fast. Too fast. I did feel bad because I watched the play and just watching Jermaine Edmonds try to catch up to him, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean yeah, that's that, that's a tough spot for any linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's, it's on Jermaine Edmonds. Did that feel like fitting to you guys that it was Brashad Perriman? To get that, I did like that. I think I don't think he had a target, and like, it, I think in the in regulation, I think that was his only his only catch. It's impactful. It's just efficiency. He was the lowest salary you could get on DraftKings, so there were like <laughs> a select few people out there. That was the dart throw, Brashad Perriman, right there. <laughs> but he got it done. One catch, fifty-eight yards, and a touchdown. As opposed oh. to Cooper Cup. Who gets like fifteen to twenty catches <laughs> and doesn't score a touchdown? Yeah, <laughs> could have used the touchdown from him because uh, came up just short one of my fantasy matchups. But you know, it's fine. It's fine because <laughs> I can't really complain about you know giving me like twenty fantasy points. But still, apparently I can't. So. <laughs> All right. Were there any other like impactful matchups? Um, we're obviously not going to talk about Cowboys football team. Nothing Nothing to talk about. <laughs> I actually do have something to say about that game real quick. Okay. Cowboys won the battle up front. Their defensive line really kicked the O-line's butt. But Cowboys offense, they Dak is off. Dak is so off right now. <laughs> really He's is. just not on his groove. Cowboys have way too much talent to be playing like that on offense. Like, yeah, Zeke's injured. Tony Pollard injury is a little bit unfortunate, but they should be getting him back. I just, in a perfect world, like sit Zeke for like a week and just give the backfield to Tony Pollard if he's healthy and just let Zeke heal. But apparently that's not the case. Zeke is like very intent on playing, but I mean, they, in a perfect world, just do that. I mean, they basically turned over to Corey Clement in the second half of this game. So I, Fair. I, I guess, uh, I don't know. I, it, it is weird though. Like Dak did not, did not look good. I mean, through a pick six to Cole Holcomb. I mean, that's, there's, there is no reason he should have made that throw. Yeah. It was like, up. what did he see? <laughs> uh, he just didn't see Cole Holcomb. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess it can happen, but <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, he, and it's, it's not just that. It's just like the, the offense isn't, isn't moving like they they scored off the the defensive touchdown and their other offensive touchdown came off a, a turnover that set them up in good field position so you know they really did very little on offense the the whole game yeah you just have to wonder you just have to wonder they need more mojo moments i'm not gonna stop making that joke guys just not gonna do well, it it's funny every time i hear just the phrase mojo moment because all i can think of is him saying it on hard knocks and be like oh man this team's going like five and eleven <laughs> and it's like they show two mojo moments and of course they give one of the mojo moments to ben Danucci just throwing a pick <laughs> <laughs> it was like his third or fourth pick in that preseason game too <laughs> yeah uh it's it, I don't know. I mean, they'll probably, I mean, they're almost guaranteed a playoff spot at this point. Yeah. But, um, I, I don't think they're up there with those other teams in the NFC. Um, so we'll see. I think I'm probably a one and done 
That's not going to stop Michael Irvin from talking about him every <laughs> Sunday, though. Of course it will not. Um, <laughs> that's what he does. Um, I'm sure he still thinks they're going to win a Super Bowl, but uh, I, I'm, I'm, I have my doubts. A couple other, let's, uh, I think the, the only other really noteworthy games, I think, are the primetime games. Um, Sunday Night Football, Aaron Rodgers, uh Pretty much just destroyed the Bears, um, as he usually does. It, it was weird just watching that game. Even when the Bears were up by ten, I was just like, "There's like they're not winning. They're not going to win this." <laughs> I never thought they were going to win. It's just weird. It was a weird feeling of like they're up twenty-four to fourteen, but who cares? It's Aaron Rodgers against the Bears. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers has been like pretty dialed in the past like few games. Like I feel like early in the season, uh, you know, he he wasn't really doing that much. He was just being, um, you know, he he was playing fine, but um, you know, the offense wasn't like explosive like it's it is right now. Um, you know, they they put up forty five points in this one. You know, they they did get a defense touchdown next to never even even so it's, they they seem to move the ball at will against you know a pretty solid Bears defense. I feel like Aaron Rodgers plays better when he's, like, mad. And I feel like just all the rage he had for everyone thinking he's an idiot from all his COVID stuff has just, like, fueled him <laughs> to play really, really good. Yeah, it does also seem to happen that, like, Aaron Rodgers gets hot, like, in the last stretch of the year. He yeah. plays, like, super well, and then the playoffs hit, and then he doesn't. So yeah. we'll see if that happens. So. It is also kind of funny that this has coincided with him, like, having a fractured toe, which you would think would be important yeah. for a quarterback. Yeah, you you would think, but it's like right when he got it, it didn't seem to have any effect. He didn't yeah. make him better, so I, I don't know. <laughs> that touchdown pass to Aaron Jones, um, you know, it's kind of a routine throw to make. But I just looked at that and I thought, just man, the touch on that throw is just couldn't have been thrown better. It was it's just perfectly lofted over the defender. It's a beautiful throw. And yeah, there's just never a doubt the Packers were gonna win that game. And Rogers, like every time it was cut away to him, he was just laughing. Lamar Jackson probably uh would have liked to be able to make that type of throw. The only thing I wish in this game, and we texted about it, I just wish you could advance the ball. On an onside kick. That play would have been so awesome. <laughs> and then there's like, nah, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it would be. Yeah, I don't know. I've never really thought about it before. That, like, oh, I really honestly did good. not know that you can advance a muff punt until that you Sunday night. That? Yeah. I had no idea. Because I was like, why? Like, I don't, <laughs> why? Who cares if it's always going to be a touchdown because nobody's back there? Don't muff the punt. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the the whole logic behind it, but I it's mean, just it's the weird. Same for, I mean, it's the same for a kickoff. It's like you can't advance the um, a kickoff. It's just you know, onside kick is still a kickoff. So. It is, but it like I don't get it. Like why? Why uh, is that the rule? I don't know. I, I, <laughs> beats me, Reeve. But I'm a, I, you know, I've never really thought of it as like a problem for the NFL. That that's the rule. I guess. Uh, but I feel like it is weird. Just... Like it, you can advance it if like the the receiving team like gains control and then fumbles it. And the, oh my gosh! I, when you start looking too detailed at the rules of football, it becomes yeah. just stupid. 
Oh my god, the dude ran out of bounds and didn't immediately get back in bounds. <laughs> fifteen well, yards. Well, it's first, I don't think it's fifteen. Actually, I think it is fifteen yards. It's, it's a personal foul. Yeah. Okay, you're right. But I mean, it's <laughs> I like, understand that rule, but also I don't really think that it should have been a foul on the Bears on that play. Like he immediately got back in bounds. Yeah, but he like voluntarily went out of bounds. It's not like he got pushed out. He he was just like trying to go around the defender. It was, it was a bad play by him. Um, but uh, yeah, I I we're splitting hairs. I don't think it's it's that important. Just follow. The I rule. think it is. It is funny that <laughs> follow the rule, you stupid gunner. <laughs> it's just funny that the Bears missed out on two touchdowns because of that. Yeah, uh, that that is true. That is pretty funny. <laughs> Um, but I mean, like, you know, obviously they're like super lucky touchdowns too. So I mean, yeah, but still, <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, it, it, I mean, no, I, uh, you know, whatever. We're talking about this too much. Um, I think the viewers want to know about the minutia of football rules. Well, we explained the rules. To <laughs> I just like I, I don't have like any more debate. Like, what? Then why it should be a rule? It shouldn't be a rule. I don't really care that much. Yeah, Alex, you're kind of acting like Urban Meyer here with the podcast. That's not important. We don't need to talk about it. Moving. It's on. a loser topic. You have to defend why we're talking about it. <laughs> Next, I'm going to go kick Reeb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You unpaid intern shit. <laughs> Have better talking points, you f***ing dip <laughs> It's the Urban Meyer version of a pro football jokes podcast. Uh, all right, let's, uh, let's move on to Monday Night Football, which was a big NFC matchup, uh, NFC West matchup too. Uh, LA Rams against Cardinals. Um, Rams look like the Rams we expected to see at the beginning of the year in this one. Yeah, yeah. Odell Beckham getting more involved. Three touchdowns so far, right? Yeah, he said so. three touchdowns in the last three games. Um, I, I I think uh, I learned like from Odell, like there, it's pretty clear like what he does well and what he doesn't do well now. Like he is not as explosive as he used to be. Like, I, I remember the one play, like, where he caught and he was, like, kind of off to the races on the sideline. Like, Fender had the ankle, but, like, Odell didn't even really try to, like, burst past him. And I feel like in his prime, he could have done that. Um, and he wants no part of any contact. Um, so he's not going to, like, make catches in traffic. Uh, he's not going to, you know, run over any, any defenders. Um, but he is still a really good route runner and he can get open uh, against like pretty much any quarter. Um, so it's tough to guard him man to man one on one. And then, you know, if the defense, you know, tries to play zone, which I feel like is pretty effective against Odell Beckham, because like I said, he doesn't want to make catches of traffic, um, then the Rams have the ultimate zone beater in Cooper Cup, uh, who's been a beast this year. So it, it's pretty nice for the Rams and I feel like they're, they're figuring out this, this is a pretty good way to run their offense. And uh, if you want to go anywhere else with the football, you've got a uh, Brian Skolarek, <laughs> small white guy that runs three routes a game. 
Yeah. Uh, Van Jefferson's been playing pretty well, too. Yeah, Van Jefferson's going to get his two targets a game. It's yep. just yep. It's a coin flip of whether <laughs> one of them goes for a 60-yard touchdown or <laughs> incompletions. <laughs> that is true. He has been getting the deep ball a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Kyler looked pretty good in this game too. Um, you know, he had he had the one bad pick, um, the tipped pass. Uh, you know, it's obviously a question of you know if that's an issue with height, but uh, I, I don't blame him too much for that. Um, and then, I mean, I think there, you know, obviously there was the dropped pass by DeAndre Hopkins on fourth down, which was definitely unfortunate because he hadn't had a drop all season. And then does that. So, I mean, the Cardinals, but not for a couple plays like that, they, they could have won this game. And so embarrassed. Game. So embarrassed by that drop, they had to just shut him down for the season. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, ah, now I'm hurt. Actually, that's why I dropped it. <laughs> it, it that, that was always funny when, like, a receiver, like, drops pass and they'll just, like, lay, lay down on the ground. I'm like, eh, are they faking this? Yeah. <laughs> The Cardinals had so many attempted deep shots this game early on too. It just they weren't they weren't completing most of them. Yeah, which was a bummer to see. Yeah, you would have liked them to. Uh, uh, you would like to see them do a little bit more with Jalen Ramsey being out. Um, so it looked like DeAndre Hopkins was going to get going early, and uh, just didn't really happen. Um, I'm, I'm sure he is actually hurt. Like it, this wasn't one of those situations where he. Just dropped to the ground. He didn't even pretend to be hurt after that play. Uh, but uh, I think it's probably a good idea to shut him down and hopefully get him get him right for the playoffs. Um, so uh, I, I think good move there. And I think, but Kyle, the fact Kyler is like moving as well as he is and he's making these plays on the run is much more encouraging to me than any you know mistakes he made. So I'm not too worried about the Cardinals. I do think that last possession is in contention for just like the worst like post onside kick recovery possession that I've ever seen. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah, it was uh it was pretty bad. And I, I didn't really expect the Cardinals to score there. Um I mean no. but I, I was hoping they would because I bet put money on them, but <laughs> uh wasn't really expecting it. Uh but yeah, it was about as bad as it can get. I just felt so bad for Kyler when he snapped it because first of all, in like my mind, I was like, "Why? Why did you just snap that?" And then he avoided like three sacks, and then still, like, yeah. I don't even know if the wide receivers were running routes, <laughs> and he's just to like give up pretty much and let Aaron Donald just smash you in the face. It's just that feels like such a demoralizing way to lose. Yeah, interesting decision not to spike it there, but. They probably weren't doing anything anyway. So uh, yeah, probably not. I mean, hey, they did it before. They did. They did. Uh, so uh, it's possible they would <laughs> were a little bit further out on this yeah. one, but still, yeah, I think so. Who do you guys think is the NFC favorite right now? Um, I feel like it's uh, it's between like the Bucks, the Cardinals, the Rams, uh, and the Packers. I think I just always have to default to the Bucks now. Tom Brady, like. Every year, wants to be like, oh yeah, this is the year he finally is bad, and it's never that year. <laughs> so yeah, I'm just done. I'm done with that. It's always gonna be Tom Brady until he retires. <laughs> it's gonna be the Bucks. 
it's probably a safe pick. <laughs> we all know the inevitable, but for the sake of this segment, I'll just say the Packers. <laughs> because right now, right now, before the inevitable playoff game, <laughs> I think the Packers are playing the most complete football, consistent. My favorite part about the Packers right now is just like their commitment to A.J. Dillon. They're keeping a healthy balance of A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, uh, and the offensive line is playing lights out right now. When Aaron Rodgers is playing like this, really nobody can beat the Packers. So that's my vote right now. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with Reeb and say it's going to be the Bucs. Um, I, I get it with the Packers. Um, I think I, mean, I think the Rams and Cardinals are right up there too. Uh, I, I think do you think it'll be a competitive NFC for sure, but I just don't know how you don't say the Bucs are the favorite with that playoff experience and uh, just of Tom Brady. I mean, <laughs> and the other players, you know, just basically had last year, but, you know, Tom, this is Tom Brady's team, and I feel like there's a good chance he just wins in the playoffs or any time, really. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, I think all of these teams can compete with them, though. The, the Rams are looking – looked great last night. Hopefully they can keep it up. Um, I still think the Cardinals are extremely strong team. So we'll, we'll see. It'll be a battle between these four teams um, to see who can lose to the football team as they go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, let's look uh, Let's look the next week a little bit. Um, there are a couple um, games that I wanted to uh, preview. We have Thursday night matchup. Chiefs, Chargers. Um, actually, you know, let's not talk about that one because this is probably going to air like two minutes before that comes on. So, All uh, of our takes are just going to be yeah. wrong. Come on, yeah. man. Come on, man. I feel insulted. I I, I can edit this thing. <laughs> I mean, uh, do you, you think you can get it up like well before? The, I, Nobody's so, listening 100%. to this anyways. 100%. 3 p.m. tomorrow. <laughs> I'll edit this part out. <laughs> no, we're, we, uh, we're, we'll leave it in. All right, let's, let's talk about the game. Chargers, Chiefs. Who you guys got? I'm just going to be fun and say the Chargers. Yeah, I, wanna, I want it to be the Chargers. I, I picked the Chargers in this one. I think the Chargers will allow Travis Kelsey to have like the game that everybody was expecting him to have every single game this season. Because uh, yeah. the Chargers just do allow a lot of points to tight ends in general. Um, I don't know. This feels like a close 27-24 matchup. Yeah, it is, it. it is weird. The Chiefs like won 48-9 last week. And yet Patrick Mahomes still you know, only throw the ball 24 times for 250 yards, two touchdowns. Like, you know, It's a pretty pedestrian game for you know, what we're used to from Patrick Mahomes, even in this blowout win. Um I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing for the Chiefs, like the fact that they can win this way with without Patrick Mahomes having to do this much, or if it's you know indicative that their passing game is just isn't what it used to be. Steve Spagnolo's defense. I mean, I guess it's kind of for real. I I don't want to say that beating the Raiders like that solidifies anything, but you have to give yeah. credit to them. I mean, they've gone up against some decent offenses prior to that, and. Uh, it, they they've turned it around. Beginning of the season, it was a liability. Now it's the strong point. Yeah, they've played really well. Um, we'll see if they can do it this week against Justin Herbert, um, who I think 
you know, is one of the most exciting quarterbacks in the NFL, maybe the most exciting quarterback in the NFL right now. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Um, it's just, it's hard to, hard to trust the Chargers, especially just they've, they've been somewhat inconsistent. Uh, you know, they kind of invite that with their, you know, they go for on fourth downs on the games. They get it, that tend to win those. If they don't, then, you know, not, not so great. So it's, it's tough to know how this how this game will work out, but uh, I, I think the Chargers have a good shot. Actually, the Chargers do have a big loss in this one. Rashawn Slater is officially out for this game, so okay. uh, I don't have the stats on top of me right now how the Chargers do against the Blitz, but I think Justin Herbert has been pretty good against the Blitz for the most part this season. Uh, we'll see, but having Keenan Allen back is a big difference maker too. Yeah, that's that's definitely important. Um, John Slater is he's been he's been fantastic. So um, that is a loss, but uh, you know I, I trust the Chargers to be able to still you know play good offense. Um, hopefully, um, so some biggest Saturday matchups. I don't really care much about the Raiders Browns because the Browns are <laughs> destroyed by COVID, and the Raiders are <laughs> destroyed by being the Raiders. Um, <laughs> uh, but Patriots Colts, I think this might be like uh, the best match for the week to me. Uh, I think the Patriots are probably the best team in the AFC. Um, I think Colts are not far behind. I feel like they are one of the most underrated teams uh, in the NFL right now. Um, I feel like they, I, I would not be surprised at all if the Colts got the upset here, um, with a little bit of. I feel like the, the Patriots are a little bit due for a loss. I do think the Patriots are a bit overrated just with this winning streak, but I, I have no confidence in Carson Wentz. I don't care <laughs> what he's done recently. I just I don't think he's a good quarterback. And he just has to hand the ball off to John Taylor. It's fine. Yeah, but like if the anyone's going to be able to if anyone's going to be able to stop. A rushing attack. It's going to be Bill Belichick. Yeah, I, I can see that, but I, I think it's harder to take away like the entire rushing attack than you know, like a wide receiver or something. Like it's you know he can stack the box, but like that that does open up the passing game. And Carson Wentz, like you know, say what you will, but he can definitely air it out, and he can make you pay for that. Um, he could also make his own team pay, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's not forget this defense allowed Deontay Foreman and Dontrell Hilliard to cut him up for 267 yards against the Titans. <laughs> I know Jonathan Taylor's no Deontay Foreman, but maybe Jonathan Taylor can squeak through with that offensive line. <laughs> I'm kind of with you, though, Alex. Uh, the Colts, I also feel like they can kind of go toe-to-toe with anyone on any given day if they're all healthy. And the way they've been playing, I, I wouldn't count out them – squeaking a win here yeah and the patriots like aren't playing the type of football where they're gonna like they're not a super explosive offense by any means no. so they're not gonna like run away with this game they have run away with a few games but those have been like against some pretty bad teams did y'all pick the colts i picked the colts i, I might have I picked the, the colts i think i was the only one to pick the colts on the Patriots side, though, I am excited to see them back, uh, and and they're playing in a dome, so the wind can't <laughs> force them to run the ball forty five times. 
So I'm going to be back on my Kendrick Bourne hype train. I'm excited for that. And uh, looking forward to a good fantasy week because I think Kendrick Bourne, if he's going to decide to be a superstar this week, it's going to be an X factor in a lot of leagues. Hey, I like that take. Um, all right. Um, not too many other great games this week. Um, there's uh, Titans at Steelers. Um Two teams that are you know alive in the AFC playoff race, um, but haven't really looked the greatest as of late. Um, what, what do you think? Either uh, I assume the Titans are going to make the playoffs at this point. Um, you know, Steelers are kind of fighting for their playoff lives. Um, do you think the Steelers have a chance to make the playoffs? God, this matchup. When you sent us the picks, I was like, this is gross, and I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I think I'm with you. The Titans are playing just well enough to the point where they'll make the playoffs and get Derrick Henry back just in time before it's just yeah. too much to overcome. Uh, I think the Steelers are still in it. Like I Every week I talk about how much I hate watching them play, and then every week they somehow find a way to like get it, at least get back into a game and make the game look competitive. Like they're, they're still fighting. And then, I mean, we don't want to talk about Saturday's game coming up and how tight like AFC, the AFC playoff race is. but then you have like teams that are like the Browns who are destined now almost to have a losing season and like the Raiders of the world. So I, I would I can't count the Steelers out as much as I want to and want to like make Big Ben jokes about him like throwing interceptions and being injured and taking funny looking sacks like the Steelers are there because of Mike Tomlin like they're just a well coached yeah. team minus Chase Claypool. <laughs> yeah, I definitely I just, don't want to watch the Steelers in the playoffs. I feel like nobody would really enjoy that. I mean, I'd enjoy it if they lost. <laughs> but I'd prefer they didn't make it in. I mean, I think they could win this game just because Tennessee really doesn't seem to have an identity ever since the Derrick Henry injury. And, I mean, their injuries are just piling up and piling up. But the Steelers, I don't see them making the playoffs just because their schedule is rough. Like, after the Titans, they got to play the Chiefs. And then two division games, Browns-Ravens. And sure, the Browns and the Ravens are both hurt too, but... <clears throat> that doesn't really seem to matter in AFC North matchups. Yeah, it feels like the, the Seals are destined to finish 8-8-1. Eight, eight, yeah. Perfect 8-8-1 perfect eight, eight, team. Uh, Here's some Golasos going on. I think... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some uh, some slight background noise here. It's, it's fine. Um, we uh, uh, So I, I took the Seals in this game. I think they're just going to slightly edge out the Titans. Yeah, that's it's just going to be it's a burner. Yeah, it's not going to surprise me whoever wins. I just what's going to surprise me the most is if either of these teams look good doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good point. Um, so yeah, uh, uh, any other good games? Uh, I guess Packers Ravens would have been a good game if the Ravens weren't riddled with injuries and Lamar might not even play. I guess if Lamar plays, it'll still be somewhat interesting. I just don't know how bad his injury is. Yeah, he's supposedly day to day. I feel like he's probably not going to play, but yeah. uh, 
you know, we'll see. And, you know, even if he does, like, the Ravens are so battered up, like, I don't see them beating the Packers. No. Yeah, they weirdly make it competitive somehow. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this team, uh, the Ravens, I, do you think they're even going to win the AFC North? I mean, I guess, Reeb, you're holding up hope the Bengals could. I, I mean, I hope the Bengals can. I mean, another game that will kind of go a long way in deciding the AFC playoff picture is, is Bengals-Broncos. And if the Bengals cannot beat Teddy Bridgewater, you know, I might just fucking throw my TV in the trash. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, it's so tough. I mean... I mean, the Browns are the, are in second place somehow, and I haven't been impressed with the Browns this entire year. Even yeah. when they blew out the Bengals, I still feel like they're just, we're both bad. I think the AFC, <laughs> maybe like the AFC North is just bad. Like it's not all these good teams; it's just a bunch of like inconsistent eh, teams. I agree. I feel like they're all, all they're all like that. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I mean, like they're they're all like good teams. Like they're just like all they're all inconsistent and like yeah. not great teams. I saw the most depressing stat for the Bengals. Um, I really hope I got it right, but I think it was 2015. They haven't won three games in a row since like 2015, and that's just. So depressing. It's either 2015 or 2017. But either way, that's years ago. And so it just seems to go with that theme of consistency. Like they can't play three games in a row of like complete football. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, they used to not be able to play, you know, one game in a row. That's, football, <laughs> that's accurate. I mean, is, to be fair, it still feels like there hasn't, I mean, maybe against the Steelers, but like a lot of the other wins haven't felt like complete football games. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I feel like they've had some some pretty good games, but uh, I, I agree. There there's certainly been, you know, I feel like at points they're, you know, both sides of the ball has, have struggled. Yeah. Um, and at points they've both played pretty well. Um, but I mean, just to know that like they have that ability to play well at both sides of the ball, like I feel like that's that's encouraging, and think that they can, they at least can compete with with anybody. It is good. It's not good that there's like I think eleven, eleven did not practices today, and then like six or seven limited because of illnesses and injuries. So not great. Yeah, not not the best, um, but we'll see. Um, I, I, this was one of my, the, the Bengals Broncos was actually one of the hardest games for me to pick. Um, I was thinking about the Broncos, but I think we all all picked the Bengals. I just in my head, I want to believe the Broncos are so bad. <laughs> There's no way. Like I refuse to believe that the Bengals will lose to the Broncos. The Broncos like aren't like that bad though. Like they have they have a lot of good players. The defense has been playing better. Uh, I know, but anytime they play a team with like any pulse of energy, like their <laughs> yeah, offense just crumbles and becomes just horrible. It's like I, I want to just like think that you know Joe Burrow can outduel Teddy Bridgewater. Well, Zach Taylor's got to give him the f-ing ball. <laughs> yeah. That's what I thought last week about him versus Jimmy Garoppolo. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, we'll see. All right, any other uh, their Sunday night game is Saints Bucks. Um, you think Tom Brady gets his first win as a Buck against the Saints? God, I yes hope so. I'm tired of watching yes, the Saints I in prime agree. time. <laughs> Stop making me watch the Saints in prime uh, time. <laughs> they don't deserve it. It's just the worst. I don't know. <laughs> like, who is even Hill, starting? Dude. Is it Taysom Hill or is it uh, the other guy? <laughs> Why can't I even remember his name? The guy from the Broncos. Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon. That's that's the guy. Why? Like, Trevor is it, Simeon. I've said him? that three times. Well, I don't know. Your voice cut out. Yeah. Uh, no, I, no. 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 I, I think I think Jason Hill will continue to start. Like he's I, I don't know. He runs the ball well, so how many just how many trials does Sean Payton have to run to think or to like finally confirm Okay, yeah, this probably isn't the answer. Just stop. Well, That's I annoying. mean <laughs> I mean, I agree, but also Trevor Simeon played pretty bad and yeah, they've been closer to winning with Jason Hill, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it's they really don't have a good answer here. So they, they, you know, Sean Payton might might as well enjoy his Jason Hill experiment. At least we get to uh, hear. I don't know if Tarico's calling this or not, but we get to hear Mike Tarico talk about how awesome this Sean Payton movie is going to be. So at least we oh, have yeah. that and uh, Andrew Brees. Oh yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Saints get too much prime time, and I'm trying to talk over some of the banter going on. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we're just that passionate about sports. That That is true. Um, plenty of passion coming from all directions right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was one game I wanted to bring up when I was picking for this week, and uh, – Falcons 49ers. I feel like we have this Kyle Shanahan bowl every single year. You know? It just uh, happens. Yeah, I, I didn't even really think about that. But yeah, I guess I guess it's Kyle Shanahan sort of revenge game. Um there's there's that. So I'd be interested in that game. But <laughs> I, I just want the 49ers to just knock the, the Falcons out of the in the hunt graphic. So it is just kind of wild to me that you know Tom Brady was in the AFC East and the three other teams were just like corpses of teams. And now he's moved to the NFC South. And now the three other teams there are just like corpses of teams. (laughs) Like (laughs) how does, how has this happened twice? Uh, It's a good question. I mean, the Saints were good last year. Yeah. But it was still like Drew Brees had a noodle trying to throw the football. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess it's like you got a pretty high standards for like how good can the other teams be. This was like it was so weird. It's a bit off topic, but watching Falcons Panthers a little bit on Sunday, I had the most like 180 moment ever. You know, I saw Cam score that first rushing touchdown, and he was kind of showboating a little bit, and I was just like, "Oh, here we go." Cam's being kind of a douche. And then, then I saw him toss a pick, and then I saw him toss another pick, and suddenly, all of a sudden, I just felt so bad for Cam, like the most defeated look on his face. I was like, man, like this is so depressing 
for a player to come back to Carolina. They think he's going to save the franchise. And he's just losing all these games by his own hand, throwing these picks. And like they all start for Panthers fans, like so exciting. He gets the rushing touchdown, and everyone's like, Yeah, this is going to be a blowout. And it's just not. Like the Falcons just came and beat you up. And you're just getting like thrown to the ground on your pick sixes. It, I feel bad for the guy, kind of, you know? Did he eventually end up getting benched for PJ Walker, or is that the last game? I feel like he I guess that's happening every like week he, now. He got benched like before halftime for PJ Walker, and then he came back and started the second half. And, and the hell is Matt Rule doing? Then I think PJ Walker may have come back out at the end of the game. I don't know. Um, I think I think they said you know Cam Newton hasn't completely learned the two minute drill, so that was part of the reason, I guess. Um, Interesting. I, I, I don't know. See, not it's, looking at the playbook. Weird, but... <laughs> well, uh, Sam Darnold's yeah, coming back, so long. I don't know. That's it's... true. Yeah, that'll that'll save him. <laughs> it's a mess. It's a mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what what happens there. I, I don't know. the The Panthers just went down the drain so fast. Yeah, I was I was excited for the Matt Rule experience. It feels just so long ago when Sam Darnold was getting interviewed on Thursday Night Football, and they were like, "What three and O or three and one or something?" And it just everything seemed great. And then, yeah, dude, Sam Darnold led the league in rushing touchdowns. Like it was, (laughs) yeah, it was like (laughs) unprecedented. Yeah, good times for Panthers fans. (laughs) How they are a joke. It's good for us. So. <laughs> I think we uh, covered everything. I think it's time for everybody's favorite segment: our overreactions. And as always, <laughs> we'll start with Reed. I I have two, but I don't really know. One of them is about college, and they're both kind of just rants. <laughs> One of them is just I don't understand, like the weird just obliviousness or like weird 1984 like we're gonna ignore the issue and how nfl coaches just pretend like they like the taunting rule or that it's a good rule and like no one's actually come out against it really except for like fans but owners and coaches have all been like oh well i think it it, it's good we don't want to see any of that in the game but it's just like it fucking sucks man it's the worst. At least don't make it a don't make it a fifteen yard penalty and an automatic first down. At least I don't want to see a subjective call ruin my team like getting a third down stop and because like he pointed at a player's face. That's not fun. I like don't <laughs> I don't want to see that and I don't understand why the players aren't just like yeah this fucking sucks we hate it why did they do this. Everyone's just like, eh, it's a good rule. I don't get it. I don't know. If, I don't think I'm alone uh, in this, but like, it's yeah, just weird I, how silent coaches are on it. Yeah, I, I don't really understand the taunting rule either. <laughs> like, uh, I, I understand like they're they've like removed most of like the celebration rules, and now like they're yeah, just the the taunting like 
I don't, I don't know what constitutes as, as taunting. Like if you're, it seems like if you like look down on a player, that's taunting for some reason. I don't know. Well, it's, it's weird. It was also dumb because like, so the instance I'm thinking of is Von Bell. They get a third down stop. He picks up the ball and starts like running it the other way. And the offensive lineman for the 49ers is like running at him about to tackle him. And Von Bell just kind of like points at him and kind of laughs. And then the ref literally just like stares at Von Bell as he's walking past, chucks the flag like 30 feet in the air and just keeps staring at Von Bell. And I'm like, what? Is he trying to like have some weird power trip? Like, why? Why are you so excessive with this? <laughs> and then later in the game, Mixon gets tackled. 49ers defensive player steps over him and like flexes on him and like bumps into him. And there's yeah. nothing. And I don't just. There's no fucking consistency, and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree that the whole rule is is pretty dumb. Like. There's no real reason that like these are these are grown adults. They, I think they can handle it if somebody, you know, flexes on them. Uh, you know. Yeah, I'm... I like. <laughs> I don't think anyone was. I don't remember anyone complaining before this rule was implemented. Like, oh man, these players are just too mean to each other. They're just trying to start so much. <laughs> like, no, that wasn't happening. They're, they're trying to combat player depression. This is the way. <laughs> like, come on. Now you have players like Leonard Fournette drawing taunting flags. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so stupid. And then I don't know if you want to hear my college one. I, it involves no, well, fine. <laughs> it involves something that happened today. I don't know if you all saw the news that like the number one recruit flipped to uh, Deion Sanders' team. Yeah. Do you know like the story kind of why that happened, or at least the rumor of why that happened? I did not. I, I did. <laughs> so I guess like Dion is kind of either like a guest or he works with Barstool Sports a decent amount. And they pretty much got Barstool Sports to tell this kid, hey, if you go to Dion Sanders' team, we'll give you an NIL deal of like $1.5 and make a documentary about like your time there. And so obviously, if you're like an 18-year-old kid you're going to go do that. So he like decommits from Florida state and flips to this, like, I don't know what division it is, but like Jacksonville state or whatever. And I just, it just is reinforcing how much I hate college football and how much I hate NIL and just how stupid it's becoming. I, I just don't like barstool. <laughs> Not a barstool I mean, fan. I, I can totally I, see them I, doing something like that. Yeah. So, I hate barstool. Yeah. And like I'll reiterate, it's great for the players. They're finally like they're getting money, but it's also just as a fan, I hate it. As a fan, it's like, all right, well, why am I even watching this at this point? Virginia Tech doesn't have this money. Is never gonna have this money. Is never gonna be good. So like, why am I watching college football? It's uh, dumb. <laughs> I think that's the question you have to answer yourself. <laughs> But it's like, how is that not going to be the case for everyone that's not a fan of, like, Alabama, Clemson, I've, Ohio State, I mean, Michigan? I've, I've kind of always asked them about college football. It's like, I, why, why do what I bother watching UVA play when yeah. there's zero chance they can ever be competitive with yeah. those actual teams? Um, it's just depressing. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right, Pep, do you have an overreaction? Yeah, I want to talk about the Patriots real quick. I want to break down kind of the phases their season has gone through. Um, So we'll take you to phase one, you know. Bill Belichick, bombshell, cuts Cam Newton, names Mac Jones the starter. They go one and four. Then they discover phase two. They have a running game. Damian Harris starts breaking out a bit. Then we go into phase three. Everybody says, oh, you spent too much money on these players. Well, guess what? Hunter Henry starts catching a touchdown every single game. He's automatic. And then you start seeing little flashes of Matt Judon, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne. You name it, the free agent, they signed him. Players start panning out. Then uh, what step am I on? Four. Phase four. Their defense comes back to elite status, and they are taking on everybody. Uh, You know, Falcons were a cakewalk, but their defense is there. (laughs) Now, phase five, Belichick enacts the gods to make the weather at Raymond James Stadium (laughs) terrible, and uh, Patriots win that game. Now we are at phase six. Coincidentally, all of these COVID breakouts start happening on all of these teams. <laughs> Folks, we are at the phase of biological warfare, and it is at the hands of Bill Belichick. He is releasing COVID into all these facilities. You heard it here first on Pro Football Jokes podcast, and I called it uh, Spider 2 Omicron Gate. So that's my overreaction. Now we get- well, that's some quality reporting here. Yeah. You're not and getting we, that anywhere else. We get a lawsuit <laughs> filed against us from Bill Belichick <laughs> for slander. <laughs> it, oh, oh, I was just speaking for a friend. I, I didn't say that. It was a, it was a homeless guy outside of the Valero told me that. So blame him. Uh, hey, it's uh, you know you never know. Just uh, just an overreaction segment. So you know it's uh, it's possible. Um, I'm just saying, uh, I'm just saying Alex Jones might be on my side or something like that. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm just saying. All right. Um, I will, uh, my, my reaction is uh, about the Jaguars. We talked about like some of their, uh, you know, internal struggles. Um, uh, my, my reaction is that they will not score a point for the rest of the season. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I like it. They're, going to be the first team to get shut out over however many games are left. Four Five short. weeks. Five wow. more games. Goodness. Um, and they just got shut out this past week. So six straight weeks with zero points. That would kind of just be awesome because, like, I mean, Urban Meyer's legacy is kind of not great right now. But I would love to just add on to it with, like, <laughs> a record-breaking, <laughs> just <laughs> not scoring at all. That that would be pretty funny. Um, so I'm I'm rooting for jokes. So as we always do here on Pro Football Jokes, <laughs> jokes always prevail. They do, they do, um, and uh, we will be uh, you know making jokes and drinking cokes in through the holidays. Um, and quickly, you guys got any uh, big holiday plans? I think we're just going to be hanging out here. Uh, my plans are to just uh, win all the fantasy championships and uh, put all that money directly into my DraftKings account. <laughs> Immediately lose it all. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. 
Uh, well, we on Pro Football Jokes wish you all a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all. Pro Football Jokes. Make it uncomfortable.